0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski.
1: Welcome to a special edition of Growing in Grace, celebrating our 200th podcast. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. I've spent the better a part of 20 years in Christian radio. Joel probably Ten Or so, and that's how we met in Christian radio back in the mid 90s. And then, Joel, you had an invitation from Dave Lesniak at Grace Walk Internet Radio.
0: Yep, so we've been doing this now uh, for about four years, a little bit over four years, and like you say, this is our 200th Growing in Grace program. So, what we've got in store today is a highlight program from some of our past 199 programs so i think you're in for a treat as as we share some of the highlights of of our talks about growing in grace and you mentioned dave lesniak and i wanted to give a big thanks to him uh, if not for him none of this would really be going on and also to steve mcveigh of grace walk ministries because our program originates on grace walk internet radio so here's some of our highlights from the past four years on growing in grace
1: we're looking forward to uh, having some real informal conversations, but hopefully there'll be conversations that will benefit you as you grow in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I was one of those people who had memorized Romans one16 I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but I had never memorized or even probably uh, at least I had never uh, absorbed verse 17. For in it, for in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed Well, everybody wants to know they're right with God my life began to change and I began to realize that I couldn't make God love me more I couldn't make him love me less this was not dependent upon me it was dependent upon him it's so easy to begin to mix up your identity with what you do or sometimes what you don't do
0: everything that you do should flow out of this trust in him as a result of faith as opposed to the other way around where everything you do defining who you
1: are. I think most of the time we believers spend much of our time and effort trying to get from God what has really already been given to us.
0: I think some people really struggle with who they are in Christ because it's not necessarily taught as the basis of Christian living.
1: I need to stop and realize there's a whole bunch of other people out there, Christian or not, they they may think that God is angry at them. That wouldn't be very good news, you know, the Gospel is supposed to be good news. When I discovered that what Jesus did on the cross covered all of my sin, not only the stuff that I had done in the past up till now, but even the stuff that I I was going to fail at in the future, past, present and future completely taken care of, what a tremendous relief that was for me. But if we can gain some understanding of who God declares us to be in Christ apart from works, just something that we were born into every battle pretty much that we face in life directly or indirectly revolves around our new identity in Jesus Christ there, there really is no way that you and I could confess every single sin that occurs in our life uh, either before or after the new birth there's just no way you can do it and and those who think they can are probably missing a whole bunch of them without even realizing it. So certainly that scripture uh, in 1 John 1-9 has to be talking about a condition or a state that we were in. Psalm
0: 130 says, If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand, but with you there is forgiveness... Even God himself doesn't keep a record of our sins. If God's not keeping a record of our sins, why in the world are we going around trying to confess every little sin that we've done? God has taken care of our sin in his son, Jesus Christ. If there was really something that we could do, God would have told us, here's something that you can do to get right with me. But instead, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Nothing else would have ever worked. Nothing else could do it.
1: It's good to know when you get up in the morning that God's not mad at you. I mean, he He is on your side. I, I just think so many times that God gets a bad rap.
0: Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. Think of the things he didn't go around doing that sometimes we do actually blame God for, like causing bad things to happen when people sin. You know, like if, if somebody sinned, you know, Jesus didn't go to that person and say, okay, now this is, I'm gonna cause an earthquake, I'm gonna cause this bad thing to happen in your life because you sinned. You just don't see that it's because that's not what God is like. He is for us and he's never ever against us. God has given us all things freely and he's done it because of that grace and it's, it's something we're in, in the Lord Jesus Christ all the time.
2: Grace isn't just a topic out of many in the Bible. It it is the gospel itself. It seems now that the more I learn, the less I know, because there's just so much more to learn. And and that's kind of what grace has done for me. It's caused me to realize that I don't know as much as I think I do. (laughs) And I, I mean that in a positive way.
0: The Holy Spirit never leaves us. I just remembered David in one of the Psalms, I think it was, Take not thy spirit from me. That's something we don't have to worry about. David was living in another covenant when the Spirit would come upon a person and then leave, withdraw. We're living in an age where, as believers, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us and live in us. There are people
2: walking around today thinking, gee, I wonder if God's mad at me today. I just haven't been living right. I haven't been reading my Bible enough. I haven't been doing this right. I've done this wrong, and I wonder where I really stand with God today. Well, God's not your enemy and he's on your side. He's not against you, he's for you. But the things of God are freely received. You see, because we we can't take credit for anything that's being given to us for free. And, And when you think about it, even the word give, if it's not freely given, is it even giving at all?
0: It's not about giving to get. It's really about giving because God's nature is to give.
2: Have you ever heard somebody say, Well, you have to love me, you're a Christian, you have to love me. Well, if we have to love, I don't know what the phrase is for that, Joel, it kind of reminds me of an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. I have to? I'm required to? That doesn't make sense.
0: We don't always feel His grace working in us, or His power in us, but the truth, you know, stays the truth, whether it makes sense to us or not, whether we're uh, experiencing all the feelings or thoughts that we think we should be experiencing. Rest in the fact that God is good that God loves you, that you're a child of God because of nothing that you've done. I mean, it's just because of His grace. It's so great to be able to to praise and thank God for good things in your life. They might just be little things, they might be big things,
2: but once you start doing that, you begin to realize just how much God really is a part of your life, even sometimes when it doesn't seem like it. 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Spirit expressly says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith it's just interesting here that in the latter times some would depart from the faith and try to deceive people and yet he goes on to say some things like the deceivers are going to tell people in the latter time what not to do and that's really kind of the crux of legalism i guess
0: falling away from faith a lot of times in churches that means that this person oh man was doing so good you're going to church every week you were doing all the right things you were reading your bible and then all of a sudden you started getting into some bad things and so now you've fallen away from the faith if your trust is in the finished work of jesus christ and if you fall away from that trust sure you might get into some things you wouldn't ordinarily have gotten into but that's not not what this is talking about here
2: galatians chapter 5 you have become estranged from christ you who attempt to be justified by law or by works. you have fallen from grace when you begin to trust in what you do that's when you've departed from the faith or fallen from grace according to what paul has written in these two passages of
0: scripture we're just talking about where our trust is where our faith is is our faith in ourselves is our faith in all the good things that we're doing or is our faith in the goodness of god and in his life indwelling us
2: i don't really want to talk about baseball because for one thing you're a cardinals fan and i'm a cubs fan and we're already looking forward to next year No matter when you're listening to this program, whether it's being repeated or not, just trust me, we're looking forward to next
0: year. That's right, there's always next year for you Cubs fans. (laughs) You know, the word repent, it really
2: just kind of means to think or to have a change of mind.
0: Really, most of the stuff... That we need to grow in and, and change our understanding, and it has to do with the mind, you know, a, a renewing of the mind and, and, and a changing of mindsets. You know, so much of what you hear in in the church today, I, I think there's quite an overemphasis. I think on on changing behavior. You know, God's just out to get you to change your behavior. Their daily life was based upon the old covenant and, and maintaining their righteous standing before God by what they did. Peter comes along, talks about this Jesus who came not to make them subject to rules and regulations and laws, but to give them freedom and and to give them life that the law could never bring. This change wasn't a change of behavior. It was a change of belief. It was a change of mindset. What I like about Peter is that he went from denying Jesus three times he went from jesus looking at him and saying get behind me satan and just being this guy that really couldn't get it together he ends up as you know a premier apostle giving this great speech in acts uh, some people call it a 45 second sermon that tons of people come to the lord and he writes these epistles in the bible and he tells us that he says grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus. He had spent a lifetime of doing that.
1: It's true that we were born into sin, and it's true that we were saved by grace, but if you just see yourself now, in the here and now, as a sinner saved by grace, then you're really missing part of the the big point of the gospel, because really what you are now is, is, is not a sinner saved by grace. You are a righteous individual, the righteousness of God in
0: Jesus Christ. Our true identity, We've been made alive together with him.
1: People confuse their identity with what they do. Rest assured that
0: God, who began a good work in you, you know, he's the one who began the work and he's going to be faithful. God is faithful to complete that work.
1: Being free from guilt, I think, is one of the biggest blessings. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm completely free from it. I'm still a work in progress here, but uh, it's been one of the biggest blessings. So it wasn't always just sinning that made me feel guilty. It was always seeming like I was falling short, even in spiritual areas of my life, um, because, you know, that's the thing about legalism. You you set the bar here, and then you jump over that bar, and then somebody else tells you, well, you had the bar too low, it's really
0: up here. There's something about the blood of Jesus that has completely taken away our sin.
1: The Old Testament saints, they would perform the animal sacrifices and the confession of sins to, to the high priest. And they would do this over and over and over again. Well, that's basically what I was doing. I mean, I didn't have an animal that I was slaughtering, but I was it was as if I were bringing an animal back to the altar to try to cover up my sins again. I'd go out and goof up, and guess what? I was back at the altar again trying to do the whole thing all over again. That's why Jesus came. He made one sacrifice for all.
0: What Jesus' blood did was something that the blood of bulls and goats could never do. Because the blood of bulls and goats, again, just covered sin. And in fact, as, as Hebrews tells us, all it did was remind us of our sins. Jesus not just covered, but he took our sin away. If I'm being forced to give, then I'm not really giving. Right. If, if, if giving or if love is mandated or is forced, it's not really giving. And it's not really love We're saints Who sometimes sin Because we give in to the flesh But the flesh is not who we are And we really want to make that clear You know, because if you're looking at yourself As a sinner It's going to be hard for you to understand And to comprehend that you actually Have been made alive Together with Christ
1: I thought... I was just a sinner saved by grace and I was working so hard to do the right things and not to do the wrong things and over and over again I would fall on my face because I didn't understand my identity in
0: Christ. It is now a part of our being to be love to other people, to be compassionate and to reach out to help to give. Love and grace are what uh, the Spirit does in and through us. When we walk in love and when we walk in God's grace It's not walking in fear of doing the wrong thing or fear of not doing the right thing. It's walking with the power of the Holy Spirit with us. Your grace and agape love will do things in a person's heart and in their life that rules and regulations and that thou shalt and thou shalt not just cannot accomplish.